Hi, I'm Andrea. And I'm Claudia. And we're the Judgy Crime Girls. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be back. We had terrible audio last week. Ugh, technical. Well, we wouldn't be the Judgy Crime Girls if we didn't have technical (laughs) difficulties. (laughs) Gosh, guys, it was my computer, my laptop. I had some shit on there that I had to uninstall. So we're back. Hello. It's all the inappropriate stuff you've got on there. I know. We need to wipe it all clean. Yeah, I did. I did, I did. Hey, let me tell you real quick, last weekend, I told you I was uh, going to the Adams Family Play here in town. My friend Belinda had a small, it, I say small part, and she didn't really say much, but she was on the stage a lot, really. Yeah. Um but that play was so cute. It was so good. Everyone was amazing. Um, and I read today, uh, this weekend, today and tomorrow is the last show. And they were, they were completely sold out. Love that. Both shows. Yes, it was so cute. Yeah. And if you guys do love theater, you should definitely check that out. And didn't you say they're going to pick them up at the embassy? Somebody said, you know, they must have had good reviews because it was going to get picked up by the embassy. But I, I I can't say for sure. But oh my gosh, it was so adorable. It was cute. And then we looked up the Arena Dinner Theater downtown. Mm-hmm. They're going to be holding auditions for Clue. Yeah, guess guess what? <laughs> guess what bitches are going to show up? Us. Mrs. Peacock and what's the other um, person? Oh, shoot. Mrs. I used to White play that game all, or something like that. all the time. And now I can't remember you. Put me on the spot. It's a, it's okay. Anyway, we're gonna be famous, even more famous than we already are, Mr. Grape. <laughs> Whatever we are, look, I oh, think that would be awesome. so fun. That would be fun, but you know, even though she didn't have, you know, really any speaking parts or anything, I mean, she was, she had to be there for rehearsals. And there were long nights. I don't think I can deal. I'd like to be on my couch by 8 p.m. and watch my Mexican telenovelas and, you know, cartel-related TV shows on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix and chill, I have been busy. I I finished You, which... You know, you really had to hang in there because mm-hmm. there just a lot of people were, you know, being killed left and right. So a little bit far fetched, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you what, it's worth it. Just hang in there, uh, and it kind of leaves it open ended, so that there will be another season, I think. Mm-hmm. And same with you finished only murders in the building oh with my me. Gosh. Yes. Oh! There will be a second season. I know there will be. And it was so good, you guys. So good. Really cool. And it was was so cute that it makes me want the green ring that she wears. Mm -hmm. That would just be fun to have, just to say I have it. 
And just that whole show was just cute, you know? It was just adorable. I love kind of how oblivious Steve Martin kind (laughs) of acted up until the end. And then he's like, I've got your number. I know you're trying to poison me. Mm-hmm. And then she's she's just one step ahead of the game. But probably my favorite was when he, I'm not trying to give anything away, but he's like in a stroller contraption, just kind of <laughs> half out of it, right? And he's pleading his mercy in his words, in his mind. But in reality, he's just <laughs> sitting there going, and, and that's our impression of him. That was, oh my God, it was so good. It was so cute. That was probably my favorite part of the last episode. But I was, I was a little thrown off because I thought tie-dye shirt guy had died, but it was actually Bunny. Was so bunny. I stood corrected and... You gotta, you gotta watch it. Really, yeah. really well, good we show. Well, we practically gave the season finale away. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we just said <laughs> Bunny got killed. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> well, that... we didn't say who the murder, who killed Tim Kono. We didn't give that away. So, yeah. But we don't know why. It's all a mystery. It was just kind of, and it was kind of random. It Nothing really led up to it. Uh-huh. It was just kind of like, dun, dun, dun. And that's how it ended. Yes. But it was cute. So I love it. And uh, so I am watching right now Queen of the South. And it's based I think it's based kind of on the true story on the female Mexican cartel boss. <laughs> and uh, that's really good, too, you guys. But I, we're almost done watching it. It has four seasons, and I think we started it a week ago. I have no life. <laughs> but um, so my next one to watch, I know I was so excited to watch you, but I watched the trailer and I cannot make myself watch it right now. Maybe sometime this winter. I don't know. He needs but a I haircut. was already turned off by all the kill. Like, yeah, like the cartel shows don't have any like mass killings going on. But I just thought that was a little, I don't know. Anyway, so the next one I have is Luis Miguel, the third season. So I'm excited about that. Uh, well, this week, we I'm hoping that our listeners please rewatch the movie Chicago because next week I'm going to yes. be covering those murders. And you guys, oh, my God. I mean... Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's it's a fun movie. The jazz is amazing. I love the soundtrack. I know you know it. You've got to remember. And all that jazz. <laughs> and it's just the best. So rewatch that. And the next week, I'm going to tell you the real story behind all of it. Um, But in the news lately, we kind of noticed this week, well, there's been a lot in the news, of course, but there was a little blurb about, you know, coming up on 25 years Mm -hmm. from the John JonBenet Ramsey case. And um, you were saying her brother 
sued CBS for defam- defamation of his character mm-hmm. for how much? $750 million. Ooh, Please. Slander. Slander my name. <laughs> CBS, please. Anybody. Look, I'm not saying he did it. I'm just saying I don't want to be did sued. It. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if you are ever interested in his like um, interviews and stuff, they are on YouTube because mm-hmm. I just looked. Yeah, they sure are. He's, his face is all over it. So, yeah, it could have been him and it could have been a flashlight. But we're not saying that. Yeah. Well, in about 75 years, people are still going to be talking about the mystery of her murder. You know, if it doesn't get solved. But maybe they're sitting on something big. I don't know. The police. They could be. They could have hidden DNA that they're going to test. Mm Mm-hmm. They've been saying that since June. I know. (laughs) They've been saying that, I think, for the last 20-something years. Well, maybe not that long. but And it'd be kind of hard because the family was all over the place. You know, their DNA is everywhere. If you think a family member did it, you can't be sure. Right. I'm just saying. If. Well... We can we can count on you guys to read more about this, mm-hmm. and we will read more about that. Now I feel like I need to go over all of it again. Right. But I have this amazing app that's um, I can walk through different crime scenes, and I absolutely love the app because it has virtual reality doors that mm-hmm. I can go into. And what's it called? Hang on, I Crime Door. Crime Door. Yes. And I love it. Um, what's the what? What's the big um, murder in Indiana that they reopened the case or the cold case that you were gonna do? I'm going into my. Are AR you talking doors. about the girls, Abby and Libby? Yes, that's oh. what I'm talking about. There's an AR door for that in here, oh. so you can kind of walk the train track or whatever area mm-hmm. by the trails they were on you can go do all of that because they just upped the ante on that reward recently mm-hmm. and dedicated a new building to that case yeah anyway i like that app and sometimes i get like notifications suggestions mm-hmm. of just different weird things that have happened cases that and then so much information. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a big day coming up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go throw some teddy bears on the ice tonight over at the Comets game. It's like teddy bear night. And we're just, I guess, all these teddy bears, they get donated, you know, to kids in need. And Kenny just thinks it looks funny because the ice is just covered in all these teddy bears. And it's just going to be kind of cool and then tomorrow we're uh we're gonna go to our murder mystery dinner that's what i said you got something big coming up tomorrow i'm so excited yeah it 
it should be interesting. I've already gone through the guest list and I've already marked off who I don't think is the killer because there's about 35 of us Mm -hmm. and we each kind of have a description of who we are. We're all animals, but it's a masquerade. So um, based on the descriptions of who we are, I've narrowed it down to mm-hmm. 10 of us. You guys, if I don't guess the killer before my husband, that's all I care about. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed because this is actually for our eight-year anniversary mm-hmm. is why we're doing this. So, because we want to see, obviously, who can outsmart the other. That's the whole goal here. Mm-hmm. That's the end game is who is smarter than the other one. This is a game of... Do not disappoint me. Oh, I won't, my wife. (laughs) We're going to win, and there's reward money at stake. So if I get the money, I guess we'll put it in our Cancun fund. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about that. I know you are. I was just looking at flights to go home. I have been terribly homesick lately. Oh. And I don't know why. And I I just want to eat German food. And when I say German food, most of it is not even German. I want a Döner. I want, I just want a Gyros. I want everything, which is like Turkish and Greek food. But you can only get it back home. If you're not in Turkey or Greece, but I want to eat my Jäger schnitzel and I just want food. That's what I want. I'm homesick. So I looked at flights and they're pretty reasonable right now. Mm-hmm. So, Aww. yeah, so maybe beginning of the year. Well, when you talk to me and you're like, I want my Heigen schnitzel. That's all I hear, <laughs> by the way. I just feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. All I can, like, my brain's like, Oreos? I know. Like, I'll take Oreos. I just, <laughs> yeah. I've just been kind of homesick lately, so. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. So maybe, maybe beginning of the year. We'll see. I know. That's why you keep talking about all these German murders. I know. It's because truly you just are homesick. That's where this all comes from. It's my people. They're your people. Those are my people. Weirdos are not. Are They're you, my people. Are you listening out there? Do you hear your German, fellow German friend? Yeah. Where are my German people? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what I'll be doing today? <laughs> what are you doing? What I'll be covering today. What are you doing? The German crazy ass mofo. <laughs> oh my God. Go figure. What is going on here? I thought my people were so. Ah. <sighs> Such good people, and they're just crazy. Not all of them. You're a good person. Well, I don't know. And I know a couple of my German 
homegirls are listening or they do listen so they went out last weekend right mm -hmm. it's like a group i went to school with i've known them probably for like 40 years yeah and uh so they keep sending pictures all night like <laughs> not all night but throughout the night and it's like 20 shot glasses and it's like it's for bianca and me it's just you know for two of them anyway so the next morning i'm like how's everyone doing and they're like oh my god we didn't get home until 8 30 in the morning <gasps> like their time or our time well i mean their time oh which my god still kind of you know in the middle of the night here 3 30 here or 2.30, 3.30. And, uh, yeah, they partied all night until 8.30 in the morning. That's crazy. Okay. And I'm like, ooh, I'm so proud of myself. I closed the bar down at 3. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't even make it until 3. How old is your murder that you're doing today? Uh, well, this guy was born in 1879. So, but the murder's started happening in 1918 into the 20s we're both kind of hanging on to the 1920s we're just your average flapper girls that's, that's where we're at right you know, now i always said if i could live through a decade it would be the 20s but probably not here in the states because <laughs> they were dry it was a dry century like, there was no alcohol. I mean, they bootlegged, but yeah. Mm. So I have to rethink that. I mean, they had those, uh, were they called sonographs or Victrola, like with the big record player, but they mm -hmm. had those huge speaker, speaker but it looked like a weird tuba, mm -hmm. but it was connected to a record player. Are you guys yeah. with me? Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, I can't listen to music on that, Claudia. I can't do it. The no. bass is missing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I mean, yeah. Didn't they? They did a lot of. Um, I am interested in German fashion from the twenties versus fashion in the states from the twenties. Hmm. I don't we'll think look it was a up. whole lot different. No. Maybe I have to look it up. You know what we looked up, you guys? Uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga dresses of the century over, you know, the past whatever. Whatever she's worn forever yeah. and ever. All kinds of dresses. Talking sure about being extra. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Well, let's dive in. Are we ready? Are yes. you ready I'm, for my vampire guy? You're doing him? I know Halloween is over. <laughs> You're doing him. Yes. Yeah. All week long, I have a couple different cases, and I wasn't sure which one I wanted to do today, but I'm going to do this one um, because it's a little crazy. So, and she's over there yawning. Oh, another one. German murder. No, I'm not at all. Well, I remember you mentioning him in another murder, 
And I got so excited. I'm like, oh my God, a real vampire. Can we just talk about him? That's a whole other episode. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yes, it is. So, yeah, they, um, cause I think I talked about him, uh, when I talked about the Hinterkaifeck murders. So, yeah, so let's get into this. His name was, uh, Friedrich Heinrich Karl, but they called him Fritz Harman, Hamann. He was born in 1879 in Hanover, Germany, which is mm, maybe a couple hours from where I'm from. So I know Hanover and I know where it's at. He was the last of six children born to Johanna and Olli. 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 <laughs> and um, it was said that Olli married uh, Johanna, who was a little bit older than him, for her money, um, although the couple was still quite poor. I, I don't know how much money she had, but it was said he married her for the money. Uh, Olli was described as cranky and cold and mean towards the family, uh, while Johanna babied Fritz uh, to the point of embarrassment. I mean, so he had older sisters, um, and Johanna treated Fritz nearly ident identically to his sisters. Uh, she encouraged him to play with the dolls, uh, dress in his sister's mm. clothes, and she taught him to cook, which is not a bad thing for a man no. to know how to cook. But he also learned needlepoint. Oh. Like, didn't you do that not too long ago? Needlepoint? No, maybe not. No. Emery? No. She, no. 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 Well, he probably took ballet and everything else. <sighs> yeah, he uh, he was raised as a girl, practically. He, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and so, I mean, guys can do girly things. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. fine. But, you know, a well-rounded exposure to all things. Mm -hmm. Well, in, you know, 1885 or when he yeah. started school, it was not a good thing. Right. To, you know, do those girl things as a boy. And but the teachers um, also noticed he was a bit coddled. And uh, his behavior wasn't bad. He behaved. He was a very nice kid. Uh, his grades and ambition were not so good. And he had to repeat a grade more than once. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that poor kid. So as Fritz got older, um, he fought more with his dad, whom he he just hated him. And he always said, I, I hate my dad. Uh, they argued frequently. And um, Fritz kind of started acting out, scaring his sisters for fun. Uh, with little games like, uh, and he did it to the neighbors too at night. He would go out and knock on windows and people, you know, nobody was there and people were kind of freaked out and, um, you know, there was some supernatural whatever going on. Anyway, so he, Ali, the dad, tried to... Uh, toughened Fritz up a little bit, and he packed him 
packed him up. That's not even what I want to say. <laughs> he just sent him off to military school in southern Germany when he was 16. So Fritz did really well and he enjoyed his time there. But after a few months, he discovered he had epilepsy. The military school um, discharged Fritz and sent him back to his family in Hanover. Fritz started working for his father, a situation no one seemed to enjoy. Mm. And I'm not 100% sure I ever found out what Ollie was doing for a living, honestly. I'm not sure. But they were really thankful that Fritz had a few or fewer episodes, uh, like seizure episodes. So that was a good thing. Um... But unfortunately, unbeknownst to them, Fritz was engaging, engaging in other behaviors in the community that went far beyond a simple medical diagnosis. Fritz had begun molesting children, and he was a teenager. When the accusations mounted and Fritz was finally named by multiple victims, he was quickly shipped off to a mental asylum that happened shortly after his 18th birthday. So the treatment at the asylum was something that Fritz Harmon would never forget, and he spoke of it like it was torture, um, even though it was ultimately unknown what happened to him there. I couldn't really find anything, and nothing was said except what he said. Okay. But, you know, back then, I can see where they're trying to torture you, to get the whatever out of you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've seen horror movies. We have. So, um, but what is known is that the security at the asylum was shit. Basically next to nothing. And he escaped. And <gasps> he went across the border to uh, Switzerland. <laughs> so, but I'm thinking, you know, his mother helped. So. She did? I think so, because... Uh, in Switzerland, he lived with a relative of his mother, and I don't know if it's an aunt, an uncle, or a cousin, but it was his mom's relative, so she must have helped him somehow, like, get to Switzerland, and you can stay with whoever. Right. <clears throat> so he started a job as a handyman in the shipyard and he stayed in Switzerland for about 16 months before he returned to Hanover in 1899. <sighs> that was not a good time for Fritz or for other people, really. So um, his return uh, ushered in a new period for Fritz where he attempted normalcy by... And I love this word, wooing. <laughs> wooing. Aww. He wooed her. A local woman named uh, Anna, Anna Leuvat. So their engagement uh, delighted Fritz's parents, who hoped that he would straighten out and live a conventional life. It wasn't to be. <laughs> that didn't last long. Soon after... Um, Erna, 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 Anna became pregnant. Fritz left her and her or their unborn child 
to re-enroll in the military under a fake name because he was discharged because of his epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So he took on a fake name and rejoined the military under a different name. Oh, my God. So um, a year passed before he was discovered by officials. When he had another seizure during an exercise, he was swiftly discharged and returned home in disgrace. (laughs) So, um, and as soon as he arrived, his father, Ali, tried to have him committed to the asylum again. Um, Didn't work. And Fritz was a free man left to his own devices with no wife, no family support, nothing, no home, really no structure. Wow. So he first got by on his pension, which increased in 1904 when he was finally classed as disabled. And it's still kind of like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and over the next decade, he supplemented his pension with petty crimes um, and smuggling runs. You know, he was smuggling whatever, and I don't know what or where. Yeah, just not a trustworthy no. guy. No, not at all. So by 1913, the police were fed up with his repeated crimes and... um uh anyway they tossed him in jail they got tired of him tossed him in jail because he was robbing a he robbed a warehouse and he was there for five years which was good for him because world war one broke out and he was in jail he didn't have to oh you know fight in the war so in jail he met 24 year old pimp hans Granz. <laughs> Hans Granz. Hans Granz the pimp. Yes, he was the okay. pimp. And, and the two fell in love. What? So upon their release, they moved in together. And even though Fritz was being more true to his nature and embracing homosexuality, it wasn't very satisfying to him. And this is because Fritz didn't necessarily just prefer the company of other men, he sometimes preferred the company of boys. Mm. Harmon had learned from the transgressions of, not Harmon, um, Granz, Hans Granz, <laughs> you know, found out about his past and um, he was okay with it. He didn't leave him. So in 1918, um, this is bad. So typically, Harmon chose his victims carefully. Not only were they young, aged between 10 and 14, they were usually runaways that he found at a train station. He would lure them back to his apartment with the promise of a warm place to stay and a hot meal. And these are kids on the street. And they're like, yeah, of course. And they go home. And um, given that many of these children were running away from a bad situation at home, the um, kind Harmon seemed like a lucky break for them. He's going to help us. You know, he's going to feed us tonight. 
but unfortunately for them, meeting Fritz was anything but lucky. Mm. He would give his victim food, victims food, drinks, um, and company when they first arrived at his apartment. And then he would use his love bite, a swift fatal mouthful of their Adam's apple, crushing their trachea. Uh Um, And, but sometimes uh, the love bite was so brutal that Harmon completely severed the flesh with his teeth, causing the victim to bleed out. And finally he would dismember them grinding their flesh into sausage meat or chopping them into cutlets to be sold as beef or pork. And uh, people were like, oh my God, this made this so good. So that was kind of like his underground business, like illegally selling meat from his victims, but nobody knew about it. So after butchering his victims, he dumped their remains into the nearby river. Um, Harmon and Gans, I can't, I can't say that name without, okay. Harmon and Gans even had the very successful secondhand clothing store and it was running. I mean, his stuff sold like hotcakes because it was cheap, secondhand. But guess where they got the clothes from? It was mainly boys' clothes. <gasps> yeah. You oh, guessed it. Oh, my gosh. So they were selling the clothes of the dead boys, and the mostly single moms were forever grateful for the cheap clothes for their boys. By 1924, Harmon had murdered an estimated total of 27 boys. And... You know, there was a massive manhunt going wow. on because people do did report, you know, their kids missing after a while. Um, That's almost 30 kids. Mm-hmm. And how long did that go on? How many years? Mm, about six years. Wow. So um, the city of Hanover panicked and suspicions turned to Harmon thanks to uh, his reputation for bringing runaway boys to his apartment and due to his status as a, okay, so he was an informant actually for the police and he was like their favorite informant. So he would rat out other people and they were like, surely it can't be Fritz. He works for us. But um, so due to his status as a favorite informant, the Hanover police were deemed unfit to investigate him. So two undercover detectives from Berlin, big city, arrived on the scene to take over the investigation. He was soon observed arguing with the 15-year-old boy only to turn around to approach the police and insist they arrest the kid on the charge of traveling with fake papers. But when arrested, uh, the the kid informed the police he had been living with Herman for the last four days and that he had been repeatedly raped by him. Fritz was arrested the next morning and charged with sexual assault. And following his arrest, Harmon's um, 
little he lived in the attic apartment kind of like under the roof and it was really small uh -huh. but the apartment was searched and the walls and floor were stained all over with blood <laughs> like all over <clears throat> excuse me and more than 100 pieces of victims clothing were found so there had to be more mm -hmm. than 30 victims mm -hmm. 27 victims yeah well, but it could be, yeah, maybe, and maybe not all of them were killed. You know, it oh, could be yeah. two socks, shoes, you right. know, but 100 pieces, more than 100 pieces of clothing. That's crazy. Wow. However, after seven days of questioning and, and um, I mean, he wouldn't say a word. They questioned him for seven days straight but finally after the urging of his sister fritz broke down and confessed to police after a circus of a trial and i have some pictures and, and he's just like posing like like <laughs> it just looks so jolly like seriously so after a circus of a trial and several psychiatric ev evaluations herman who insisted um and this don't ever do it. It never works out. But he insisted to be his own defense. <laughs> Was put to death on April 15th, 1925. He was beheaded. But before that, he said, I repent, but I do not fear death. The remains of his victims were buried together in a grave um, at Stugna Cemetery just a few months before his execution and um <sighs> this is crazy and as was customary of the time period but apparently only in germany because i haven't heard it anywhere else fritz's head was preserved in a jar by <gasps> yeah by scientists who used it in their studies to examine the structure of his brain like customary really it's just got to be germany <laughs> oh my so are there pictures of his head in a jar yes i will post them here in a little bit it's crazy this story is so sick now i know you're wondering what whatever became of hans granz yes okay well um turns out hans uh, often emotionally blackmailed Harmon into murdering children because he was jealous. Anyway, he was sentenced to life in prison, but the sentence would later be uh, reduced to just 12 years. Harmon and uh, Hans Granz grisly crimes had one other tragic effect, though. Although homosexuality was illegal in Germany at the time, it had been largely tolerated for years uh -huh. prior. Nobody really gave two shits about it. Uh -huh. um, but with the stories of Harmon's sexual violence and Hans's sickening cruelty, a wave of homophobia swept through the country. Um, and as the hearts of most Germans hardened towards gay men, the path was cleared for the later campaign of murder against homosexuals carried out by the Nazis. Oh, wow. Hans Granz 
however, survived to a ripe old age, dying in Hanover in 1975. Decades later, in 2015, the medical school in Göttingen tired of storing Harmon's preserved head and cremated it. So, that was it. Going over, doing away with the last traces of the vampire of Hanover. Oh my gosh. But you know, remember last week, not last week, the week before, we talked about creepy nursery rhymes? Yes. There was a song about him that kids would sing and it doesn't it rhymes in German and it sounds a lot more morbid in German but in English it just says wait wait just a little while soon Harmon will come to you too with a little hatchet he'll turn you into ground meat uh, but in German it rhymes but in English it doesn't um, he'll make jelly from the eyes and he'll make bacon from the butt. He'll make sausages from the intestines and the leftovers he'll throw away. And, this and they, is, that's what they would sing. In your hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find it, like the melody, but I don't know. And it doesn't sound that good in English, but in German it all rhymes like oh no america's got talent and it's claudia torres everybody give it up for her singing today (laughs) did i sing i didn't sing well i i heard a a tune there i heard a tune i i'm here to my chair just spun around i looked at you and i said you're you're in (laughs) i'm a composer slash songwriter Amazing. Not, I'm new in town. Not only are you a podcaster, you're also. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't read over my story. I printed it out late. Um, so I didn't scratch out a few things. They kind of threw me off. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mention them, but they kind of threw me off for a second because I didn't want to say them. Don't apologize. So We're in the moment with you. But yeah, that was Fritz and Hans. Hans Kanz. So the other day, Isaiah was asking me what my deepest fear was. Mm -hmm. And I answered him, but now that you've said this story, my deepest fear. Okay, one of my, like, literally, I can feel my Adam's apple. (laughs) I don't have an Adam's apple. I do. Well, not uh, really, but. I think only men They have have it. But I feel like I can feel something. All right, look, I have something in there. If it's not an Adam's apple, there's something in there. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Anybody touching that fucking thing, that's my worst fear. Don't touch me there, ever. Hmm. Like, Good to know. Stop it. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, there was a time in my life when I wouldn't even let the air conditioner hit it. <laughs> <laughs> the car... I'm like, somebody's going to kill me from behind the back seat. Guys, nobody can touch my neck. Yeah. That's my worst fear. Yeah, I don't like my neck touched either. No. That's gross. Touch my feet. I don't. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Listen. Speaking Uh, of gagging, girl. (laughs) I helped my daughter clean out her bathroom drain. And we were both over the bathroom sink, just dry heaving. And I'm like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. It was terrible. My feet made you think of that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just something that made me like, oh, where I can feel it coming up. Gross. Happy anniversary, Kenny. Mm. I know you love my feet. <laughs> Freaking No, weirdo. I know. I had to stop it. He really doesn't. That's why I said he doesn't. He loves him just as much as you. Oh, yeah. Good, the, Kenny. Good. It, it's just me that thinks my feet should be loved on. Nobody else <laughs> thinks that. Everybody else is vomiting in their yeah. ears right now. No, it's fine. It's all right. I'll get over it. Listen, guys, we had a couple uh, five-star reviews this past week. Thank you so much. We did? We did. Aww. Me and you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. Seriously. But um, we, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, if you're new here, uh, please give us five-star reviews. Nothing less. It won't do. It really helps us out. I don't know how, but it does. Stay tuned and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because you know Claudia is going to post this weird ass mm. head in a mm. jar. Yes. That I have to see. Disgusting. And this is yeah, how it's we do it. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. You got to find out how they do it in Germany. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Oh, today, real quick, Andrea was trying to put together a workout playlist <laughs> i don't know why but so i was going through my 90s r&b list <gasps> there's a song on there i have not heard in forever although i put it there and it's monifa <sighs> if you need a throwback listen to it monifa what was it called or what's the song hang on I can, I have it in my head, Munifa. If you like it, no, if you want it. But it's the dirtiest song ever. And back then, I, you know, sang along and I wasn't like grinding and moving and it's so dirty. It's called Touch It. Touch It. Anyway, that's the jam. This is it right here. Such a naughty song. Do you remember it? You have to know it. Anyway, you do. We, we were jamming to that today. Yeah. Pretty funny. And, you know, if I work out or not, that's... That's not the point. The point is we, we got to have a playlist for that just in case if we ever... <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.